Hello and welcome to the Illumination Cinema Movie Podcast with your hosts, Tyler W. Moore and Jamie Zinn. Yes, welcome everyone. Welcome to the Illumination Cinema Movie Podcast. I am Tyler. Uh, and I'm Jamie. Look at this guy. Back after however long... It, what, when, when did Rogue One come out? <laughs> so oh, I think that might have been the last one. Rogue One came out... What, what, what year is it? 2020? Rogue One came out... 2016? Yeah. So about four years. Jeez. No, well, About well, four years. Well, let's, let's, call, it, let's call it three. Because, you know, yeah. this is the beginning yeah. of the year. That was the end. And Star Wars is in a completely different spot to where it was. No kidding. Like, Last <laughs> Jedi hadn't even come out and fucking, you know, made everyone flip their shit. Yeah, yeah. But we are here today to talk about the Mandalorian series on Disney+. Plus. Very elusive. The, the, the elusive. The elusive Mandalorian, Mandalorian series. series. If you... <laughs> <laughs> You have to see. You have to really seek it out. You have to. You have to. You can't watch it in public. You have to sort of hide. Oh yeah, get a make a pillow for it. There's, yeah, people can't know you're watching it. Yeah, if uh, if if you do, get in game over, buddy. Yeah, Disney's coming for you. Disney's coming for you. <laughs> the show Disney doesn't want you to see. There's Mickey Mickey Mouse is at your doorstep, and he's gonna knock on. He's gonna be like, "Let me in." <laughs> Do I hear? Do I hear the Mandalorian theme in there? <laughs> Man, so great to have you back on here. Great to be talking about this uh, thing. Great um, to be back, Tyler. Yeah, yeah, man. Um, so uh, I, I have, I really have no idea where to start on this. Um, mm. but overall, I mean, you know, I guess, I guess, just kind of leading into it, like you know, we we we've been hearing tell of this series coming up and i you know i personally i didn't know like what to expect i kind of like i had skipped solo because like i was like i need a fucking break from star wars like i (laughs) like i like i've liked for the most part all the movies i've seen except for like rogue one you know is a little bit lower on my list but um I was just like, I like, it's probably a good movie. I'm just going to skip it. So like when trailers were coming out, like I watched some of them, but I didn't, it wasn't a big deal to me. Yeah. But like when it was out, like people were saying it's good. Um, even people who like hate star Wars now, apparently, uh, were saying it was good. So I was like, okay, this seems like, it seems like everyone's on the right track with this one. Yeah. So, or on the same page rather. Yeah. So like my good friend, uh, David Cantu was like, "Hey, I got a year of Disney Plus. Jump on, buddy." I was like, "All right, <laughs> let's uh, let's <laughs> let's get caught up," and uh, that I did. Um, yeah. How about how about you? Did you have like any sort of expectations going into it? Uh, a little bit, just because I had actually been following the production of this particular series. Because mm-hmm. this, more than anything, I was kind of looking forward to. Yeah. Um. Because, you know, uh, your Star Wars sort of saga movie, the Skywalker saga movies, you're kind of like, it's relatively going to be what we expect it to be. Sure. And... There's um, a formula for those. Yeah, yeah. And, like, you know, Solo, you kind of can kind of put together what they're going to do with it just based off, 
you know, it's Han, you know Han Solo. Yeah. yeah, it's Han Solo. Like, what are you going to do? Kessel Run? Like, you know what I mean? Like, exactly. Yeah, no, we knew um, everything that was going to... I haven't seen it still, and I know everything that's going to happen in that movie. Yeah, yeah, ex- exactly. And then you've got... Rogue One is about them stealing the Death Star plan, so obviously they're going to get the Death Star plan. Right. Like, so you, you kind of have, like, an idea of where they're going to go with that. But with this particular, because it's a series and it's kind of set between... Yeah episode six and episode seven blank slate and yeah yeah you just got a completely new sort of world and it's sort of like the underground seedy underbelly so it's kind of you can kind of do whatever you want with it but i knew it was going to be a bit of a westerny thing which is right. kind of what i was looking forward to um so yeah i like i was i had expectations of it being pretty good mm-hmm. and also the people behind making it were quite like have, have a pretty good history with star wars right um, i mean obviously not obviously not john favreau but like dave filoni yeah dave made, filoni like, for yeah, sure. made the Clone Wars animated series, and um, you know he's he he knows what he's doing. And to brag on him, done... to brag on him yeah, for yeah. a second. I mean, like the first and fifth episodes, I think, were directed by him, and it's like, yeah. it's it's pretty impressive how like like the style of which like Clone Wars is presented almost like seamlessly moves into live action here, because like yeah. there's moments where it's just like I hadn't I hadn't seen who directed the episodes. I was like, this is one of his and yeah yeah it was yeah it was i mean that like you know you can there's a couple recurring people and there's like a couple special guest directors yeah uh, throughout I'm, the thing. I'm i'm pretty excited to talk about directors because yeah there's two very distinctive ones in there that have different impacts mm-hmm. that like kind of impact the show in different ways for me but we'll get back to that yeah but, sure. um um yeah I, th- I think that but like you know having john favreau someone who's like pretty good at uh, like I think John Fra- like I respect John Favreau bit more as like a producer than a sort of a director or a writer or anything. Right. Um, because I think he's a good, he's a good sort of visionary, um, in terms of like he kind of knows what he wants and he's very good at like just uh, getting a product and hiring on the right people and all right. that kind of stuff. And so like having him sort of behind it, um, uh, I didn't, I didn't, I however didn't know that he wrote most of the episodes. Um, I think he it. he was a writer on all of them. I think he like had some people co-wrote specific episodes yeah, yeah there was oh no there is one episode that isn't written by him okay but yeah and i it's yeah it's pretty noticeable which episode that is but we'll get back to that but, okay um, <laughs> this is, um yeah and so like having those people behind it i was pretty excited to sort of see where it was going and yeah that's me. nice nice also i like i like bounty hunters and star wars i think they're right it's it's such a weird thing but it's i don't know it's, it was cool and then, you know, aesthetically, it looks cool. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I was, I was hyped. So, like, going into kind of just in general, kind of like this this character, there, there are a few things that I kept... I, I kind of got, like, on a line of thinking throughout the uh, throughout watching the series. And, mm. um, well, because, like, so, you know, the title of the show is just The Mandalorian, and, like, you see all these guys, like, you know, dressed in the same similar thing. Everyone's talking about how Mandalorians are bounty hunters. And throughout the whole thing, yeah. I'm just thinking, like, so the entire race of people are just Boba Fett. <laughs> and, <laughs> um, skip, I mean, like, and I'll just say right here up front, like, this whole thing's going to be spoilers, and I, I don't think this is actually much of a spoiler itself but um one like it's in one of the last episodes they talk about like it's not a race it's a creed and i was like that makes so much more sense yeah yeah if you um because they do say that in like the 
like a other like sort of clone if you've watched the clone wars or anything they also kind of explain that okay it's good that they sort of reiterated it yeah no because i mean like i just i thought that's what they were presenting it as and i was just like okay and then like they talk about like oh you know like they never take off their helmets like jango fett took off his helmet i'm just saying (laughs) (laughs) like and then um and then like when i thought about that the following thing i thought about is like was like i wonder how they feel about clone troopers (laughs) yeah like there were there were yeah, a few but... there were a few things that like there were a couple prequel elements that were tossed in here and there, and I was like yeah. that's like I mean like I think it was like a super battle droid is the one that's like attacking where he was at um, when he was a kid, and I was like oh wow like I can't believe number one that's in here, and also I was like there there's so many implications from from that just be uh, from from the prequel trilogy just mainly because of Jango Fett. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. I think I think there was something that was mentioned. Like, obviously, I, I like my series is sort of like you should be able to stand on its own. But right. I, I think the whole general, like, with... This is just, like, Star Wars background lore is that, like, I think Jango Fett was not... He he was, like, dis, he's disbanded by the Mandalorians or something. They, that like, makes sense. Him. Yeah. Or he, like... Or he wasn't a Mandalorian. There's something weird like that. I can't remember. Mm-hmm. This is explained in the Clone Wars. He's just some guy right <laughs> so really like it's like the these clones weren't built out of like this super great warrior he's just like some dude yeah he's which just i also kind of hunter. like yeah 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 because yeah yeah but um yeah let's i reckon we get into the series yeah let's do it um oh, just real quick what was, what was your overall impressions of? well yeah i guess that's good to start with like i mean i you know i pretty much liked it all the way through um mm. There weren't any real, like, major hang... There's, like, maybe one... There's, like, one episode in particular that I thought was weaker than the others. And even that yeah, one... Yeah, I, I wonder if we think it's the same episode. Is it four? Ah, which one's four? It's the one where they basically just did Seven Samurai, but it's Star Wars. Uh, is that the one where they have to defend the town? Yes. Yes, it is four. Four for me, yes. Yeah, I mean, like, it just... it It feels like... Well, because, like, immediately, like, when I'm watching it, like, they're setting this thing up, and, like, they're going in, like, they're doing, like, it's following all the same plot points, literally, as, and I mean, like, it's supposed to be, like, an homage, uh, but it's, like, following the exact same plot points as Seven Samurai, and I'm just, like, this, this feels a little too on the nose. Like, I feel like that's what you're, exactly what you're trying to do. This is, like, I mean, the whole series is an homage to both, like, you know, the classic Westerns and what yeah. Westerns came from, samurai movies. Um, so, like, it makes sense, but it just feels like this really weird, like, the series almost stops to kind of... And, like, there's a lot of planet hopping and everything, but it feels like the series yeah. stops to do this one. I That's not the reason I dislike it. The reason I dislike it is that, tonally, it feels much more disjointed to the rest of the episodes. Yeah. But I'll get back to my theory on that. Yeah. When we get to that episode. Okay. Because <laughs> um, it's, it's a pretty complicated theory, but it's, yeah. Uh, I mean, there's there's a lot of, um, I mean, like, in general, sort of, like, I was really glad that, because I, when I saw Carl Weathers show up, for, my first thought was, like, I wonder how many people saw him and thought he was Lando. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, but no, I was really glad to kind of see him stick around for more than one episode and then yeah. like, become a big part of the plot. Uh, Carl Weathers is such a good, like, an interesting actor to me because I think his, like, people always put him in, like, sort of, like, um, well, back in the 80s, like, he was in a lot of, like, action movie type things. Yeah. But I think his strength is actually comedy. 
Um, really? Purely because... Yeah, but have you ever watched Arrested Development? I have not. Okay, so Carl Weathers is in that. Um, and he plays... This is a tangent. But <laughs> he, he plays washed-up Carl Weathers, which is who Carl Weathers is. <laughs> um, and the whole... His whole joke is that um, Tobias Funke, played by David Cross... Yeah. He's like an aspiring actor and he meets Carl Weathers and Carl Weathers is like, I'll teach you. Um, but obviously Carl Weathers isn't like, he's not like an actor. He's like a homeless man. Like that's, but like he's pretending to be like a big shot actor still, but he's actually homeless and he doesn't have any food. Right. And so like the whole thing is like, what he's teaching him is like basically ways to get food. <laughs> <laughs> And like, and like, whenever David Cross is like not going to eat something, he's like, you know, you could you could take that bone, you could cook it up in a broth, a couple of potatoes, you got a stew going, and that's like his his whole thing is like he's training him on how to be an actor, but it's also just as an under thing, like like also I'm trying to get food, like right, it's it's so well done because Carl Weathers has this great face where oh, yeah. you don't know what he's thinking, yeah, and so like it just works perfectly, so like it was. It was nice to, like, the series kind of weans on that towards the end of the series, which I really quite liked. Yeah. Um, but yeah, overall, I, I quite liked it. I, it took me a little bit to get into the, um, the fact that it's a lot of, like, it's serialized. Like, it's not, no, not, it's not serialized. It's episodic. It's, the, it's episodic. It's not serialized. Yeah. Because obviously a lot of shows, especially on the streaming sites, are very episodic. Yeah. Especially considering, like, you know, and, and this one in particular works on the week-by-week week format because it's episodic. Yeah. Um, and and like, I think it... There's there's a, there's obviously, like, a plot line throughout it. Um, yeah, but it's so minimal. But it's not like, you know, it's not like a Breaking Bad type of thing where it's yeah, like, if yeah. you miss one, you're you're probably, you're probably yeah. lost. Yeah. But it's it's not even just episodic. It's so simple and it's, yeah. it's episodic. Like, it's, like, it's, like, almost every single episode can be broken down into one sentence yeah um which i really like it took a little bit to get into because obviously in this climate yeah like almost everything is like over complicated like so many relationships and characters and blah 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 and like there's only really just, a few to keep a tra- yeah, track of this here. is this is really you're keeping track of two people which is essentially one person yeah and then everyone else is just sort of, well, they may not be in the next episode. And that's sort of like, it kind of creates this weird viewing experience like for like 2020, 2019. Right. But I mean, it I, feels I, a lot I, like I Clone Wars like in that way. Because I mean, like, yeah, Clone but Wars even, even, Clo- even Clone Wars was a little bit serialized. Like each episode in Clone Wars, like there was a sort of one narrative that would be five episodes long. Right. They, they would move more in clumps a lot of the time. Yeah, yeah, it was, yeah, kind of like old Doctor Who type, where it's, like, it's mm. done in, like, you have, yeah, you have your different blocks. And even those, like, because it's, the storylines are still quite complex over those blocks. Yeah. It's, like, yeah. it's This was closer to, like, a Star Wars Rebels. Mm-hmm. And I haven't seen episodic. any of that. Yeah, uh, Rebels is give or take most episodes. That's what like, it looks like, that, yeah. Yeah, I think the fact that this is eight episodes and not you know, 15 right. kind of makes it a bit better. Well, even and, like, cause I like Clone Wars, but like for me, it's like, you know, I'm, I think I'm, I've seen the first two seasons and I feel like what I should do is get, because there's like what, like 20 some episodes per season. It's like, I feel like I should just get like, here's the highlights. Here's the ones that you watch <laughs> for each season. Yeah. And then, 
and then I would pr- I'd probably have an easier time getting through it. But yeah, yeah, yeah. That's the, that's the only problem with Clone Wars is that there's five great episodes about clones, and then the next five episodes about Jar Jar. And right. Like, yeah, it's a little bit different. But this isn't a review about Clone Wars. Yeah, <laughs> I just keep talking about Mandalorian. <laughs> should, should we go from episode one? Yeah, let's do it. All right, cool. Uh, which one was this one? This is the very first one. Yes. So this is, uh, this is a great episode. Yeah. <laughs> Moving on. No. <laughs> so no, like he gets his assignment and everything, and kind of getting introduced to what all this, what all this guy does, and like it, you know, it gets you enraptured pretty fast. Like you get a sense of like, you know, how this guy's world works. Um, like you get a really good idea of like, you know, his situation, like with his ship and like, yeah. you know, kind of what the limits are and what kind of seems almost limitless with like, he's just got this arsenal, like, okay, there could be almost anything in any given situation, but there yeah. is some kind of, like it's grounded in something like, and we kind of understand that from just watching that first one. Yeah. Well, I, I like, I just want to talk about the opening scene to the show. Mm-hmm. Because I think it's probably one of the best opening scenes I've seen in a show in a while. Because it's so it's so quickly draws you in. Because it's so tonally... Like, it hits you with the tone, both, like, the type of person the Mandalorian is. And, like, you know, like, um... What he's... And, like, how everything works. Mm-hmm. And, like, the, the, the world that he's in so, like, quickly. And explained so... Without having anybody overtly say anything apart from hey is that best car steel yeah and then and then you're just being like what the fuck what, like what's best car steel yeah. <laughs> well, explain that later but like just having that like the whole opening sequence with blue guy wacky blue guy that gets yeah um, hit by carbonite which the carbonite thing is the only thing i didn't like and i think a couple I've, I've seen a couple videos explaining that they didn't like this as well but i, I was okay with a, it that's a, yeah, but I think that's just a Star Wars problem. Yeah. The more that it is a, a you know, this particular show. But, you know, I, I can kind of forgive this one purely based off the fact that it comes after episode five. So it might have become a bit more, like, standardized. Right. That there should be a way that things are done. Well, um, yeah, I, I just kind of felt like, you know, like, it was... I liked that he found other people that were already frozen which in a way is like i i get like it could almost even detract from it like oh what is just carrying these guys around or whatever but like you know for me it just kind of felt like okay this is like a way to kind of um like one make a nod that star wars fans are gonna like and two like and like and not necessarily like um like that's the main focus of it but also just a way to kind of like wrap up this like first interaction in a way yeah. that's like satisfying, but also um, like there you go. There's your kind of cold open to the series, yeah. basically. And I think there's a passing comment in a later episode that that ship that he flies is like a from like a mining colony or something. Ah, like there is there is some. I, I remember being like, oh, okay, like there's a, but it's not in the first episode. It's like a later episode. It's like somebody says it. Somebody mm-hmm. talks. Somebody's talking about a ship. I think it's in episode six or something like yeah um, when like maybe like when they were repairing it yeah yeah there was like there was a weird passing comment that was like just really quick but like that's all you need and then you can kind of be like okay he's, he's doing the same thing but it's mm-hmm. it's like it kind of makes sense but um the, the the thing that kind of stood out to me in this episode 
and stood out to me about the series mm-hmm. is the music. Oh yeah, no, the music. I great. love the score. The score is great. It feels it's, like it grounded of, enough in Star Wars, but also like its own thing. It's very distinctly different, but it's it not only it feels both like a western, like a spaghetti western, as well as a old like Flash Gordon serial. Yeah, like especially that theme that's like, you know, it's got those like weird instruments, and then yeah. it's just got those like trumpets that. Are... Then I found out it feels otherworldly enough to where like it fits in with the science fantasy aspect and um and like enough like a western as well for sure yeah yeah then i found out the guy that who did the score did black panther and creed and mm-hmm. all those kind of movies and then you kind of understand that oh he's into that sort of like like weird textured sounds right like, um black panther is sort of similar where it's like it's a very it's a very overt meld of like different worlds but it kind of builds that out but yeah it's that, that was kind of that was really cool mm-hmm. um did you did you see did you were you watching it when baby yoda was already exposed for you baby yoda had already existed uh like he was already in my consciousness yes yeah so <laughs> um, you you did you kind of figure that they were looking for baby yoda yes well like that's okay. kind of what i i figured he was either going to be like introduced like well when like they're talking about a target i was like okay it's probably going to be baby yoda um and you know I won't I won't like everyone's gushing over Baby Yoda right now so I won't say a whole, yeah. whole lot about it but like I mean it's an amazing little puppet. Um, yeah, yeah. It looks all, great. all the practical effects that they used in oh, the absolutely. series are great. Like, yeah, the CGI is like is pretty good, but like the I think all of the practical effects are just phenomenal. Yeah. See, like um, the CG is like amazing by you know like TV standards for sure. Yeah, yeah, it's am- it's amazing by TV. It's just weird seeing Star Wars with like slightly lower budget. Right. And um, it, I don't. I don't think it drags it down. Like it, it doesn't drag yeah, it down. No, like you can yeah, just yeah. kind of be like, "Oh, it's a TV show." Right. Um, yeah. I think yeah, it, it's that's the yeah. It's more of a thing where you, like you think about it in the first episode, and like after that, I never had a complaint yeah, about exactly. the CG. But I I was watching the series when um they hadn't spoiled Baby Yoda yet. Mm-hmm. So in Australia, we got it a few days after the rest of the world did. Right. Well, this was like a week after, but like nobody had spoiled Baby Yoda yet. Mm-hmm. Um, anytime I, because I knew I was eventually going to watch it, so, like, anytime I yeah. saw anything, like, vaguely resembling, like, the, um, like, the characters or whatever, I would kind yeah. of, I would kind of look away from it, but, like, I mean, yeah, Baby Yoda was such a huge thing that, yeah, like, it was just impossible but, to avoid. Yeah. So, but, like, having that, um, that whole episode lead up to that twist where it's, yes, it is Baby Yoda, it's actually really, like, really, really well done. Mm-hmm. And, like, it's only when you kind of get towards the end, like, just before the end, like, you don't even, like, actually, you don't even see it coming. It's really, really well done. Mm-hmm. And it's, um, I, I wish you were able to experience that, because it was actually really quite cool. It's, I mean, it still worked for me. Um, yeah, yeah. Like, I, I was, like, because uh, like, when I, like, once I knew that was what was happening, I was, like, okay, this is going to be, like, I could kind of, like, think about it as if I didn't know, <laughs> you know, that type yeah. of thing. And yeah, so, yeah. like, that, um... It was still an enjoyable experience. And then, like, you know, having these sort of, like, like the hidden Empire remnants, these guys, like, like these Nazi war criminals hiding out on this planet. Yeah. Like, I just thought, like, man, that, like, that is such a cool idea because, like, it is. these people are still going to be around. I mean, like, there, I think it was, like, what, a few years at, like, they, they talk about how, like, a few years after, yeah, like, you're yeah. still, you know, have to get rid of everybody else who's around. <laughs> Um, yeah, and it's so, five, like, it's about five years after I think. Yeah, and so like, you got these guys, and 
of course, you know, they're going after um, this thing that they've heard is probably a force user. Yeah, um, yeah. So, yeah, no, like, I, I thought them kind of being, like, I didn't know how long they were going to be around or if they would be a big part of the series, but um, it was really cool to kind of have them sort of be, like, the villains of it. Yeah. And, but, like, sort of, you know, be between, like, you know, it's these pathetic guys who are just, like, still following this, this like, lost cause, but yeah. also still have them be enough of a threat to take on, like, this small group of people. Yeah. Um, but, like, even, even like, the stormtroopers and stuff, they, like, all, like, in worn-down armor. And yeah. Like, they, but, like, they, they definitely feel, like, more like hired goons. Yeah. In that context. It's really cool. It's just such an interesting... And, I mean, yeah, you've got, like, all of these, like, I mean... Like, you've got all, like, these mismatched, like, uh, Stormtrooper outfits as well. Like, yeah, you know, yeah. a lot of them are, are assigned to, like, whatever, you know, like, thing uh, their armor usually goes with. But, like, then you'll just have, like, like, the speeder guys, like, with the other people on ground. Like, yeah, it's like, yeah. these are just what's whatever's left over, you know? Yeah, yeah, exactly. And you get that sense from it. It's really cool. Um, Yeah. I, I liked all the I like I liked all the um, weird Mandalorian armor stuff. Yeah, where she's like you got your signal. Like I liked all that. Like because like you've got this like weird western, and then it's just but then you've got that like you because Star Wars always works when it's got a bit of spirituality as yeah. well as uh, you know your space adventure. And right. I think because I was like ah they're gonna bring some sort of like obviously Baby Yoda's you you've got your Force and whatever you got yeah. this connection there, but having the Mandalorian have, like, be part of that creed, part of that, like, have that sort of, like, honor-bound system that's very, like, and it's got, a, it's got that spirituality of, like, this is your signet, this is what you mm-hmm. what you serve, this is what you represent. Like, that is, again, like, a new way of telling that kind of spirituality through Star Wars, but it's also, it makes it feel like Star Wars. Because if you take all that element away and it's just a space adventure, you kind of just get, like... You, you don't you're like you kind of get just solo you get discount you kinda get Star solo Wars. Or, yeah you get discount stuff like as much as solo was like an okay movie like passable it was sort of like it was missing something like mm-hmm. it was it felt like it just it was like a nice little romp adventure but like it didn't which is fine yeah but i think it would have worked better as like a tv show than it would have right as like this this feels expansive to the because like, i mean yeah, everyone talks exactly. about it Everyone talks about how, like, oh yeah, Star Wars. You have this whole universe that you can that you can uh, delve into. But, but like for the longest time, even with Solo, I mean, you know, because I I know that certain things are not... spoilers for Solo. Uh, yeah, I was like, like, because I mean, we couldn't even go through Rogue One without having a fucking lightsaber come out, uh, or R two D two and C three PO be there. Um, with this one in particular, with, with that one in particular, it was like really we couldn't even have Solo. I mean, like, listen, I I love Darth Maul. I'm I'm glad he's in there, um, <laughs> but like we couldn't even go through Solo without having a someone whip out a fucking lightsaber. Like, is that what yeah, Star Wars yeah. is? <laughs> and yeah. like you know, well, technically yeah. we have something in this one, but it's not like it's at the very end. Number one and number two, like it's not a traditional one, so I'm gonna give it a pass. Um, yeah, no, but no, but like I think I think that's. I think yeah, the formula to Star Wars is like I mean, there's a there's formula to quotes to like in quotation Star Wars yeah, and then there's formula to prop like actual Star Wars, which I think is you you 
your themes and everything are carried through your spirituality. Yeah. And your and like your fun space adventure is sort of your story. Yes. And that that's that's when Star Wars is at its best. And I think that's what the Mandalorian kind of gets the balance right of. And I yes. I don't think anybody else has sort of noticed it. Is like the the idea that like the themes of him you know um having taking like looking after more than his own and like mm -hmm. um and sort of and the theme of like he was an abandoned kid so he's going to look after this kid like the fathers and like that whole like it's like it's almost like parenthood but it's not really it's like uh -huh. but it's also like like it's yeah protecting like what matters and all like and and, and mm -hmm. becoming like a good person all of that kind of like themes in the mandalorian is redemption. all carried through yeah redemption is all sort of like carried through this idea of he's doing this because it's like important for it was important to him because of the code because of how he was raised as, as yeah. honor bound and all this kind of stuff but obviously it's on the backdrop of this um kind of cool like western space adventure and like that kind of reminds me of like old school star wars yeah like, original trilogy where it's like you know the themes of the force are like destiny and like but it's again like it's the backdrop of all this um cool space stuff but and i think that's kind of the difference between that's kind of like i'm just quickly talking about the last jedi here but it's kind yeah. of why i like the last jedi is that all the spirituality stuff is like all about failure and all that kind of stuff mm -hmm. that's on the backdrop of and again like a space chase mm -hmm. um well yeah it's an analysis of like what star wars is in the backdrop yeah. of star wars i mean i think some of like the best like things that work in fantasy are the ones that like they like the fantasy elements almost the backdrop to a human story yeah. um i won't say a whole like i mean i can't say a whole lot of good things about walking dead now i think it like it went to shit pretty fast but when it started yeah. out i mean like you've got just like you had an interesting human story and then the background is the zombie apocalypse like yeah, that yeah. stuff has always been cool to me and star wars works when star wars works it works the same way yeah so i think yeah i think that's why this kind of feels like star wars is because it kind of hits that formula mm -hmm. and i think that i you know that's Star Wars to me is like that whole thing. But anyway, um, episode one, really great. Great yes. aesthetics, great all of that. All just good. What a great time. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, can we talk about episode two? Because I really want to talk about episode two. Let's talk about episode two. One of my first, one of my first questions for you, uh, Jamie, you yeah. might, you might, uh, uh, maybe I'm just thinking this, but was that horn monster the same one that was in the arena in episode two? Not the, I don't like, think not so. Not the exact same one, but same species. Yeah, yeah. I, d I, don't th I, I don't think so. Because the horn monster in episode two had, like, tusks around his chin. You're right. Yeah. Okay. Oh, like a jaw-like area? This one was kind of like a woolly mammoth rhino. Yeah. I just want to talk about this episode saying this is probably one of my favorite things I've ever seen in Star Wars. It's not my favorite episode from the series, but it's uh -huh. one of my favorite... It includes some of my favorite things I've ever seen in Star Wars, which is... A dude with a disintegration rifle just blasting yes. Jawas. Yes. For like five minutes. Yes, and then we got <laughs> Nick Nolte's character, who's like, who's great in this one. This whole episode is so confident to me because it's there are no humans. Yeah. There's literally no humans in this episode, bar the Mandalorian, but he, he's you know he's masked. There's yeah. no people. There's nothing for you to care about apart from Baby Yoda, mm -hmm. and it's. Just Star Wars being weird, yes, and like and silly, and it's you're just blowing up Jawas. You're just, it's just great. It's great television. Yes, 
<laughs> high quality stuff. This is this is like this is like. I'm glad this is the second episode because it after this it kind of tones down all the sort of weird stuff. Right, it gives you a like, nice it, balance early on. Yeah, yeah, but I I want more stuff like this where it's like I you just cut out. It's just like just don't worry about like human drama is great, but sometimes I do just want. Like, as a series, as a standalone episode, people just doing weird shit oh, yeah. in Star Wars. Take full advantage of how fucking like, weird all this stuff is. Yeah. They said something in episode 9 that was like, Sith alchemy, or like this weird... I want to know what that is. <laughs> yeah. What is that? That doesn't make sense to me. I want to know what that I, is. I want you to pull something out of your ass that's going to explain what make Sith a, alchemy make a, is. Make a 20-minute episode somewhere about somebody doing Sith alchemy and constantly failing at doing Sith alchemy <laughs> and they just keep getting more and more demented. Yes. Because it's like, it, it's just like negative force energy. It's like, yeah, That's, maddening. As much as I, like, I want, you know, like, proper Star Wars is like all of the stuff. And when Star Wars is doing a TV show, I think you can kind of have a bit more. Yeah. Know, I don't want that as a movie. Yeah. But like, no. But like, as, as, <laughs> as, yeah, but anyway, I love this episode. I think it's great. It was a great episode. Um, what... What happened in three? I don't have any notes for three, so. Um. Oh, three! No, three is a great episode. Three is directed by um, Deborah Chow. Yeah. Who's gonna do the Obi Wan series? Oh, cool. Um, which I'm really excited about. Three's um, three's just sort of he comes back and returns the kid. And that's right. And then the, he takes it's, out it's, all the all the people. Yeah, and it's yeah. it's it's really tense, and yeah. it's really really great. Um, until the Mandalorians are flying and the CGI is a little bit weird so it's a little bit funny but like you can forgive it it is a little just, much yeah it, it it's like this really little like dark gritty episode and that happens and you're kind of like ah! <laughs> <laughs> but like it's like again good this great good good stuff good stuff good stuff um this is the one where he gets his his bounty of of all the best cast steel and he and he looks cool yeah. I actually liked his original outfit I like I like of, both of them for sure. I I kind of like the cobbled together outfit. I don't know something about it. Very satire was to me, you know. He's kinda, yeah. He's a guy trying to just make his way in the universe, you know. Yeah. And then you got four. We've kind of talked about it already. Well, here's the thing about four. I'll, I'll say this about four. Uh, so I'm really good. I'll give it. Um, they made the ATST really threatening, and I they thought did. that was really cool. Like the scale was there. Like, yeah. every time I see one of these things, like, I mean, everyone's going to hate me for saying this, but um, I love Empire. Empire is my favorite Star Wars movie, as yeah. it is most people's. Um, probably the most boring part for me is when they're taking on the AT-ATs, because everything's just white. <laughs> and it feels yeah, like, yeah. It feel like the stakes, like, I mean, the stakes are high and everything, but it's just, like, not the most exciting sequence for me. So, like, every time I see those things, I'm like, eh, I don't care. When I saw it in yeah. this one, I was like, wow, that's really cool <laughs> that they've got yeah, this yeah. thing and they're making it, like, Although big and threatening. They, they did something weird with it. Was there people piloting it? Was it, like, a robot? I th I didn't get that. I th I want to say there was someone in the cockpit. I can't remember, yeah. though. So this episode's the weakest episode yes. for me. Absolutely. And, it's a, and it's significantly weaker for me. Mm -hmm. And I think it's... So this episode was directed by Bryce Dallas Howard, mm -hmm. which is an interesting pick. Yeah. I do like Bryce Dallas Howard. It felt like is... it felt like almost like an outsider coming in and directing it. Yeah, in a way because, because she doesn't it... do any of the other ones. Yeah, well, yeah, well, there's another director in here that is the same, but we'll yes. get back to him. But um, but Bryce... he had well, yeah, we'll get back to that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So 
this is something about this episode tonally is a little bit off. Yeah. I don't know. It's it's very. It's it's like a weird like sort of domestic episode, but like a, but and like but the humor is sort of, off. Yeah. There's something weird about the episode. I don't know what it is. It's like it wasn't bad. Strange about it. Wasn't bad. Yeah, but it it's fun. it's definitely the weakest one. Like when we've yeah. been getting like we got three amazing episodes in front of it. Yeah. It felt especially like especially the third episode. Weaker. After I watched the third episode, I was like, this episode is phenomenal. Like yeah. the third one was tense. It was. It kind of like it had that dark grittiness, but the fourth one was like something. It was like a, it was like night and day. It was like you know if the fourth one is like, uh, sorry, the third episode is like this dark gritty midnight. Like you got these stormtroopers with like flashlights and they're just like going through these yeah. smoky hallways and they're hunting this dude. The fourth one's like they're on a farm. Yeah, and it's, and right. And it, and it almost seems like it should have been like season two. Like he's wanting to like retire. Like yeah, yeah, um, and it, it felt like he was kind of if. It almost felt too early as well, because it's like, oh, I'm going to drop him off here. Like, mm. oh, I feel like that's a little early in the journey to start. I mean, like, obviously also, he doesn't, yeah. but, you know. Yeah. Also, the performances in this one were kind of off. Hmm. Like, I, I wasn't the biggest fan of uh, Shock Trooper. Yeah, the Shock name. Trooper. I, I like yeah. her. Not necessarily, like, I mean, I, I don't I don't I, feel like she was super off in this one, but I, I like her throughout the series. Yeah, no, I liked her in the later episodes, but in this particular one, I just there was some bits where I felt like she, it did. Like she, she was she was holding back laughter or something. There was something where I was like, <laughs> ah, I can't get into like because like obviously if you're around goofy space people, like it's a little bit funny. Yeah, like, there's just something something I can't get into it right now. Well, like um, I, like when she first, I thought it was like a little weird when she first show up shows up. It's like oh, it's another strong person. They have to fight, fight, fight for a little bit, I guess. With, yeah. I mean, you know, with great choreography and all, blah, blah, blah. But, <laughs> like, um, it that that felt a little weird to me. But then, like, okay, okay, now we're cool now. And, like, after that, it was fine for me. Yeah. Um, oh, you, actually, I just, I, I realized what this episode felt like. Yeah. Have you ever, did you ever watch Dinotopia? Mm, I have no idea what that is. <laughs> okay, it's like an early 2000s uh, mini movie. Right? Uh-huh. Two... Okay, the first movie's like an hour. The second movie's like six hours. It was meant to be like a series. Oh, wow. And like... And like, there's this bit where... So, the whole thing is like, these two people from the real world crash land on this island, and the island is like... There's a civilization there that's like living with dinosaurs. Mm-hmm. And, and they've like got a society. Like, the dinosaurs are part of the Supreme Court, and they some of them talk... <laughs> it's like it's very Holy strange shit. it's this is this is a good this is a great show it's a great show um and there's a there's they end up in this nursery with these like baby dinosaurs but it's like it's like this nursery scene lasts for like an hour but it's like so different from the rest of the movie uh-huh. <laughs> and it's and like and like that's kind of what it felt like it's like they're just in like this village and then, like, they have to leave. And, like, they have that, like, little kid who became best friends with, like, Baby Yoda. Yeah. But you don't really you don't really see them, like, interact. It's kind of off screen. Yeah. And at the end, she, like, gives them a hug. But you don't really feel anything. Cause like, yeah. Leave. No, it feels like the series pauses. So that yeah, you can yeah, have this yeah. weird little episode. But And then, like, Baby Yoda's, like, waving. The kid's, like, sad. And you're meant to be like, oh, there's, you know, Baby Yoda's leaving his friends. But also, you're kind of like, I hadn't really seen any of that. Yeah, I don't, like, yeah, I don't, I don't give a shit about any of this. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, like... I don't know, it was like a weird, it was like a little like, little like weird episode. 
Which yeah. I like. I like as a standalone, it would have been great, but as, as part of the series, it kind of felt weak compared yeah. to it. But like you know, that's just me. Then episode I five is pretty good. <laughs> yeah, but just real quick back on episode five, I did <laughs> yeah. like when I did like when they were like training the villagers. Yeah, like that's kind of cool. Like that's I always like stuff like that. But anyway, mm-hmm. yeah, episode five. Which one's that one? That's the one where uh, he has to land on Tatooine for a little bit. Oh yeah, that's a that's a that's a good one. I like a lot of the, f- As, you know, like the familiar sites weren't like in your face, but you can like tell yeah. like, oh, okay, like that's where like the Millennium Falcon was. And yeah, um, like the I like, I like the pit droids coming back. That was cool. I liked the, the, the kid who uh, wants to be a good bounty hunter. That's yeah. such a great character. That's yes. such a, like, that's, that's like Han Solo to me. That's like Han Solo where he should have been like ages ago, like when he was a kid. Yeah. He just wants to be good at stuff. Like, I like that. Yeah. That's really, it's all, it's automatically endearing. Like, I liked know, him talking, talking to the Tuscan Raiders who speak sign language. Yeah, that's great. Yeah, that's great. Like, and then great I like, little world build. I like that it took. I mean? I, it took a lot of convincing for him to like get on the spot where, um, when, when she's like trying to tell him like, oh hey, he's worth way more than me, like, you know, it takes him quite a while to like be yeah. convinced that that's the right way to go. He's like, no, I mean, you know, uh, yeah. Like I, I feel I like I'm just trying to get in. That's uh, that's it. <laughs> like yeah, yeah. Um, and then like no, <laughs> I was like the whole time being like, why does he need you? Like he can just he can yeah, shoot yeah. you, and then he does. And I was like, perfect, yes. <laughs> <laughs> but it also I kind of liked the idea that the like I I liked the fact that it kind of showed the Mandalorian as like, you know what? I'm gonna take you under my wing. Yeah, because you're just a kid. Like I liked that. It yeah. kind of like. It adds to that like father figurey thing that he there, does. yeah. There's like there that everything seems super balanced for them. Like the, like everyone's motivation made sense throughout the entire thing. Like I mean yeah. the second I mean in all honesty the second she told him like oh yeah no he's worth more like he could I, he could have said okay yeah fuck it I'm gonna get him like yeah, and yeah. like that would have made sense. Um, yeah. But, like, there's a lot of... There's more to the characters than that and the way they put it all together. Again, another yeah. Filoni episode. So, yeah. so well done. This one's written by Filoni as well. That's right. Yeah, he, he co-wrote yeah. it, I think, right? No, no, no. He, it's just it was just him. him? Okay. Yeah. Maybe. He, he both wrote and directed it. And cool. It's, it's, yeah. And, like, it's, there's some great, like, Filoni stuff in it as well. But, like, you know, it's, like... It's like you know, the, half of the episode's them standing off on a weird hill. Yeah. Like that's great. Yeah. No, I love that stuff. Well, although, what was the dude at the end of that episode? The like the the belt buckles. You belt know, when buckles. It, like you know you hear the like somebody walking up to a dead body. What was that? Um, I that wonder. Two? It's either that or that might have been evil um, guy. Evil uh, uh, Gus Fring. <laughs> at the end. Yeah. Um, I I really like that like all of his armor. Uh. It would be like clanking when he took a step and it sounded like spurs on yeah. like some cowboy boots. I was like, that's really great. I love how they made that work. Yeah. Um, but no, five was great. Six was really good. Um, six, six is probably, uh, I don't know. The last three episodes are great, but yeah. six is, six was when I watched it, I was like, this is my favorite. Yeah. My, my, um, here's my favorite little dialogue exchange that I wrote down. Yeah. He was an Imperial sharpshooter. That's not saying much. I wasn't a stormtrooper, wise ass. 
Bill Burr's great in there. A lot of Bill, people Bill were, Burr's great. A lot of people were complaining because he's oh he said he didn't like Star he he's not a fan of Star Wars. Like I don't uh, who gives a shit. <laughs> who gives a shit? He, the guy he, was in, he likes money. The guy the guy likes money and he was in Breaking Bad. I think he's gonna do okay. <laughs> but this I mean yeah no it was it was great and then um guy uh richard last name i can't pronounce the guy richard uh, aoati yeah yes, from yes. Uh, it crowd I, he's so great i loved i loved the fact that both taika watiti and richard aoati voiced droids they got to be in there just by voicing droids because uh, <laughs> i was like i know this voice who the fuck is that and then i yeah. saw him in the credits i was like yes <laughs> it's, it's yeah just having moss from the it crowd voice oh, yeah. of droid is incredible well, uh, I should, it's just quick, quick side note, totally doesn't matter at all. Um, mm. I remember like a few, like, you know, several years ago, uh, you just like, I think, uh, said a quote, uh, from IT crowd to me one time and you're like, Hey, have you, have you heard of this thing? I was like, no, no. And, uh, you like showed me a couple clips and you sold me on it. I think I, I started watching it. I mean, it's a pretty short series and I ended yeah. up watching it in one day. <laughs> <laughs> it's great. It's really great. And I've been like, I've been trying to get like all these people to also watch it ever since. <laughs> so like that, like this is almost like the ultimate payoff. Like, oh, he's in this. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, no, like that, just that whole episode, the whole, all the prison break stuff. Yeah. So great. Very tense. Really. I, I love the, I love it when you kind of like, I love seeing like when he, when you're like, okay, why is he like so good at what he does? And then you, yeah. you really see it in this episode. Yeah. Like, he really, like, he's like, that kid's in danger, I'm gonna fuck these people, like, it's yeah. great. Um, and then, especially, like, the strobe sequence, where he's, like, walking up behind yeah. Bill Burr, oh, that's great. And then, like, because uh, I, I remember thinking, like, is it, like, is he killing them, or, and then, like, uh, I was like, that's not gonna happen, like, near the end, I was like, okay, maybe it did. Um, yeah. And then they're all in, like, the, the cell, I was like, that's perfect. Like, yeah so good yeah but at the same time like you can believe that he would kill them. and if he did i would have been fine with it too but i was like, yeah but i like, think i think his character had kind of come through an arc enough right like, up to this episode where it feels like he probably wouldn't kill these people because they are just sort of doing their job right they're they are, yeah. you know yeah and it's just like, it's, just, it's more yeah. so that the person they rescued that would have like screwed him over um yeah. rather than like them completely um, yeah because he does get he does kill the the oh no he doesn't he gets the oh that's the other thing i love about this episode is the when the x-wings come in uh-huh. it's dave filoni deborah chow and rick yes uh, fam- who are the directors yes <laughs> just in these x-wings and they and you just and i love seeing dave filoni in an x-wing because he just he doesn't he just like, looks so happy to be there <laughs> yeah he looks really happy to be there and like you know they're like they're just sort of like these i, I always like the idea that the new republic are just sort of like, ah, whatever. Like, yeah. I, you know, they just rock up in these X-Wings they're like eating chips. Yeah. Uh, it's another job. We're just going to blow this up. Like, oh, yeah, like, oh, it looks like they're about, they're trying to get a gunship out and they just fucking blow it up and yeah. fly away. It's amazing. It's so good. So good. Um, episode seven. All, I mean, like you said, the last three are so great. Like seven. Yeah. Seven definitely stands out as like, I mean, like seven that's and a, eight another... kind of go together. Um, yeah, but Seven's another Deborah Chow episode. Yeah. Again, she's really great with tension. Yeah. 
as someone who works on i think i think she's the one that works on better call saul as a director so i mean yeah. like as, if you're working on that show you've got to definitely so i'm 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 super excited for the obi-wan series just based off that yeah because the whole thing about the obi-wan series is i didn't want him to, like i really don't want him to go off planet i want him to stay on tatooine yes yes and like and like have and it just be sort of very if he does go back. off planet it has to almost be like like this is like a big deal like you literally have to type of thing yeah like i really hope he doesn't yeah because they've kind of done their planet jumping with this one and i'm hoping they just keep it on tatooine true yeah yeah but anyway yeah that's just a i i half don't remember what happens in this episode mm-hmm. oh no no that's right yeah that end bit the end sequence yeah. with um the ugnaught with nick nolte and um yeah the the, the speed is like it's so tense yeah, the way yeah. that it's shot and put together it's so good uh this is probably like the first time for me in particular that mm. um uh, speeders have like really really worked because like yeah this i've i've never liked the speeder sequence in return of the jedi it feels like the weakest special effects in the original trilogy yeah. just because it does it does not feel like they're there and then yeah. Attack of the Clones is even worse because you can just so tell that, that he's on a green screen. <laughs> this one, it's like, wow, they actually look like they're on speeders and they're there. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. They finally got but, it right. And my, I think such a good what moment. I liked about this was back in like episode five or something. There was a where they had they had two different types of um, speeders. They had like the one from like the Clone Wars, and then they had like the Imperial ones. It was just sort yeah. of nice to kind of like like they like this sort of tech cobbled together from everywhere. Like I kind of liked all that. Yeah, no, that. I li- I like that stuff because um and something I was thinking of with the uh with the super battle droid. Um, yeah. I was like, I wonder when that takes place. Like, is that during the Clone Wars or is that it afterward? Like, how be. how long? I mean, because like the obviously like, the droids belong to the separatists, but yeah. um, it's like I wonder like did they keep any droids afterwards? Like. You know, there's a yeah, facade I'm, that you have I'm to keep no up, but like that's a that's a question that's never really been answered for us. And it's like, yeah, I mean, if they did, if they just took them over, I mean, that's <laughs> that's something. Yeah, and then just like, eh, we'll we'll use the rest of them. <laughs> like <laughs> they made a lot. I do want to talk about episode eight. Yes, final episode. Yes, because this, you know, how I said shooting Jawas was one of my favorite things. Yeah, this scene is my favorite one of my favorite things i've seen in star wars and it's the opening scene with the sketch yep. <laughs> they're just they can't even shoot this thing that's sitting on the ground that's that's not even the reason it's the reason that they just keep punching yeah the back and they, they keep punching the bag and it's like oh you're gonna get what you fucking deserve <laughs> yeah, yeah it makes you hate them but it's like it's so funny. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> because it's so bad. Yeah. It's like, they're just, it's so funny. No, I... And like, just that whole secret, because like, um, I was watching it, I was like, this is like a straight comedy. Yeah. And then I realized, this is the episode directed by Taika Waititi. And yeah. And suddenly I was like, this is going to be a good episode. <laughs> yeah. Um, and I believe, did he have any sort of writing credit on this one? No, no. He, I think he, like, he always does a little bit. Like, he always does... A bit of ad libbing, like with his actors, and uh-huh. so I think because I I know like I feel like he's like a maybe a producer. Because I feel like he was more involved in this one, so that's why like you know he feels less yeah. like an outsider. I mean, he also voiced a character and everything, but yeah. like he feels less like an outsider than Bryce Dallas Howard did. Yeah, like and it, I, I, it 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 made a lot more sense. Um, yeah, like and it, I also think he 
Yeah, it's you know he's like done Thor Ragnarok, and he's got like he's kind of right. got like a bit of like a that kind of like sci-fi world aesthetic. Right. I haven't, but like I haven't seen anything he's done before. Um, so like, and I mean, I've, I've heard. Uh, wait. So you hadn't seen Thor Ragnarok? Nope. You haven't seen that? Nope. Have you seen uh, Boy? What? Boy the movie? Uh, no. Have you seen Hunt for the Wilder People? No. Have you seen What We Do in the Shadows? I want to, but no. <laughs> Have you seen Jojo Rabbit? No. Okay. So I've they, missed they, out yeah. on this entire filmography. <laughs> I, I highly recommend Taika Waititi. He's one of my favorites. Yeah. Um, a lot of people, just... uh, you know, people have talked him up quite a bit. So yeah, I, like, yeah. it's he's... it's someone I want to check out. And I mean, you know, obviously, yeah. like, I've seen this now. And so it proves that he can make something pretty yeah. good. I, um, I have a feeling that opening Scout Trooper sequence was in the script probably just, you know, they're... they're a little more toned down. No, 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 not even toned down. I don't even think that scene was sort of there. I think it might have been, you know, they're sitting there with the with Baby Yoda. And, maybe one and then of all of a sudden, IG-11 IG comes in. Up. Yeah, yeah. I, I reckon that would have been something closer to that. Sure. But, like, just knowing Taika Waititi, it would have been like, no, 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 let's make this a scene yeah. that's really extensively long. Yeah. And you're like, is this the whole episode? Yeah. <laughs> and I think that's, like, I suddenly, like, I kind of want... This is just me now. <laughs> but I just want, like, a Star Wars movie that's, like, about two stories... Like, Rosencrantz and Guildenstern, like, from Hamlet. Like, uh-huh. like two st- stormtroopers that are just there in every single event of Star Wars, but their jobs aren't, like, to be frontline soldiers. Right. It's just to, like, guard a thing. Yeah. <laughs> and, like, the ho- each episode is just them in a And, like, event. luckily, luckily, uh, none of the heroes ever come close to them. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So they're, they, like, they, oh, don't, good, they don't yeah. die, but they're always talking about something. Like... Yeah. Something existential, like, <laughs> like they're like, oh, well, you know, what's the point? What's the point of us? Let's make that the. I new can't trilogy. see anything. Yeah, yeah. Let's. I should do that. <laughs> I should go make a pitch real quick. In fact, yeah, yeah, Disney. Yeah. I'm gonna. I'm gonna email this podcast to Disney. When this we is a great pitch. idea. <laughs> Gosh, this uh, is gonna make me so much money. <laughs> you mean you mean we? You mean us, right? We? What the fuck am I talking? You mean us, right? And he's like. But no, uh, I liked that IG-11's self-destruct came full circle. Yeah. Um, I was so glad Carl Weathers made it out so that he could be in season two. Um, yeah. I will say, I kind of wish that they didn't show his face. Um, yeah. It, yeah. That I'm felt like... That. I mean, because like, there was... I mean, he's he's just going to look like a guy. Like, you know. Yeah. It, it, it's almost... It'd almost be better if there was more build-up behind it for him to just kind of end up looking like a guy yeah uh, yeah and also i think the other thing on top of that for me is that like obviously when they're like making the series it's like pedro pascal is being cast as mandalorian you're like okay cool yeah i know what he and looks then, like, like yeah. And then, and, yeah and then it's like it's like oh he never takes off his helmet i was like that's cool and it's like oh we're gonna see what he looks like and it's like ah yeah he looks like pedro looks pascal like. yeah he looks like pedro pascal it would be better <laughs> if they like you know pulled a um uh, uh sebastian shaw and just have put someone else under the helmet you know <laughs> Yeah, yeah, or like I don't know, his face was fucked up, or like, <laughs> like, right, yeah, like there was something, there was some story element there other than. But like, yeah, no, like, because I was like, everyone like was obsessing over taking his helmet off in like the earlier episodes, and I was like, I mean, he's just gonna look like some dude. 
He's just gonna be some guy. Yeah. It's just it's just not gonna matter. <laughs> so it would be it would have been more surprising for me if he didn't just look like some dude. But yeah, it, it is. It, I think I think a big testament to the show. Oh, also, if like, he was a gungan. <laughs> <laughs> I think I think a big testament to the show. I think is the fact that you can get they get so much emotion out of just the helmet. The mandal- yeah, yeah, yeah. Because it's it's the the Kuleshov effect, which is like the basis of all Halo machinimas. Oh yeah, oh yeah. And <laughs> to like to like take it all the way back, um, which just for listeners, for people who don't know what a machinima is, back in the day. It's uh, a movie made in a video game, and yeah. it was a big thing back in Halo Three, and the people would make all these characters that, and obviously they can't emote; they've just got helmets. Yep. But you could get so much out of them, and it wasn't because of the voice acting; it was because of the way it was shot. Yeah, and More like often it's, than not, it's, yeah. It's, yeah, it's it's literally the same thing, which it would, kind of brings me to the idea that like if they were ever going to make a Halo movie, it should be in a similar vein where he's like trying to protect Cortana. doesn't matter. Yeah. But it's, you can do it as like the main character. That's Wait, are you telling I me, like are you telling me that it shouldn't be the script they wrote back in 2006 that you and I read? It, it, it just shouldn't be, definitely shouldn't be that where a Marine goes, me and chief go way back. <laughs> that's a, that's a line. In the it feel it seriously feels like transformers before transformers came out. But yeah. So just this, yeah, it, it you get so much out of it. And I think that was kind of like, what was so good about the show is that you've got, it's like the reason you care so much is because he cares so much about baby Yoda. Mm -hmm. And so like, you know, you've got this character who's like, so like you empathize with it immediately when you look at it. So you know that he's empathizing with it. And the the way that they shoot it is so like, well done. And like you get, you get every single emotion. Um, But the greatest achievement about the show is the fact that he's not a blank slate is the fact that he's still a character oh yeah he has he has an arc he has plenty of personality he has an arc he cares about things he has like you know who he is he has goals you don't yeah you don't ever once see this person's face right he doesn't say much yeah this is like this is like really well done yeah i i can't give the show props enough for making a compelling character out of literally a bin out of, like, out of yeah, out of out of basically yeah, like someone who's just who you know could have just been discount Boba Fett. Yeah, he could have just been Boba Fett. Um, that that said, like you know, obviously, like this is a great ending to the season. It felt very complete, which makes me. And I mean, obviously, like, they leave a few threads, but it makes me wonder what the hell they could do for season two. I mean, because like, I, it could fall right on its face <laughs> yeah. by not well, it's it's episodic, up to this. so really you can do anything. Yeah. And that, then but, there's um, that as well. And then, like, obviously, I, like, I, I knew that uh, Guy... I mean, I, I watched this, like, maybe an hour ago. Um, yeah. Two hours ago. Uh, we've been recording for an hour. But, um, I mean, like, I knew, like, the main villain wasn't... Or, not main villain, but uh, <laughs> Gus Fring wasn't going to be dead. And then yeah. he fucking comes out with the black lightsaber. You kidding me? <laughs> this is great. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So while yeah. while given an excuse for like I, okay, I still don't understand why he pulls that out, but like you know whatever it looks cool. I know like those specifically have like they're not like Jedi weapons or no, whatever. No, they're they're Mandalorian weapons. So that's oh kind of like, yeah, it's it's like a Mandalorian artifact or something. It's it was 
wielded. Okay, his this is my Star Wars nerd. Oh boy. Yet, but it was it was wielded by a Mandalorian to fight Jedi or to kill Jedi or something like that. Yeah, because I know that like, Jedi and Mandalorians are like have yeah, like, they're a not. Thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So like having him going after Baby Yoda with that thing is he a Mandalorian? Like, do you get know what I mean? Like, you can kind of. I I think is, that because I know he like he uh, they talked about he knew him because he um like did something involving he was like around i think he was an empire guy like in charge of something to do with mandalorians but um so like i'm guessing he probably just stole it around then and now he's going to you know try to gonna go after him with it if if you're gonna do if you're gonna do a season two i think he it it might be revealed that he was a mandalorian that defected mm. do you know what i mean like that's kind of that becomes more interesting because it's like all like what like uh, the Mandalorian actually has had most of his people abandoned. Like they've all run, they've all gone somewhere. You don't yeah. know where they're gone. But like, imagine like, what if it's like he's kind of so he sort of feels alone as from his people. He doesn't know where they are. But there's the bad guy is one of his people. Mm-hmm. Like how do we like you know how do you deal with that? Yeah, um, which is kind of like an interesting like which might be interesting if they do that for season two. Mm-hmm. Um, but I do want to say that this episode, I think, ends a little bit suddenly. The TIE fighter gets shot down, and then it's just like, oh. Sure, like... I feel like there's enough going on in the sequence yeah. to where it's like it was entertaining for me. Um, yeah. I do get what you mean, though. Like, it, it, it's, it, it's it a, is resolved a little thing. fast, yeah. But I think it just comes down to they're doing a TV show. It's right. going to be under 40 minutes. Like... And th- yeah, this was like this was an extended episode, I think, to where it, yeah, was, it was like... it was like 35 yeah, it was like like it would have fit into the hour slot as opposed to the thirty yeah. minute slot, but um. So I, I would have liked it if it wrapped up a little bit neater, but obviously that's fine. That's such a out of everything. That's like the lowest complaint. Right. If this is what we have to complain about, then it's it's not a. It's, it's, we're doing yeah, pretty good. Yeah, I'm not complaining that. Um, yeah. You know, I'm not complaining that there's a dagger that goes to some place, but you know. Right. But that doesn't it yeah that doesn't lead anywhere. <laughs> um, I'm not, so I'm not uh, complaining that a character is related to another character that should technically be dead and not have grandchildren. Hey, but can that's I? Right. So <laughs> listen, we're gonna talk about uh, uh, Rise of Skywalker for just like half a second. Um, so so uh, real quick, um, I I was I think I was on Instagram like someone had like one of those things like you slide through they got some text on there. And they're yeah. like, here's the reasons why I like, uh, why I think Rise of Skywalker is a good movie. Number one, the biggest bad guy in Star Wars comes back. Number two, Ray's related to him. And I was like, this, these are the reasons, that, these are things I don't like about the movie. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But anyway, yeah. so uh, Jamie, how many Jamies would you give uh, The Mandalorian? Oh, what's the maximum amount of Jamies? Uh, Ten Jamies would be the maximum amount of Jamies. I'd, okay, so uh, pro- I'd probably give it eight jamies okay maybe 7.8 pick one i know that seems like uh, <laughs> well, let's go 7.8 all right because uh, let's go five being my average so it's good yeah it's good like it's solid it's five like a good. c you know yeah yeah it's it's like it's like very good this is like a this is like a b plus yeah so for me like... i'm gonna go with i'm gonna go with an 8.7 just flip your numbers yeah. basically yeah, um, yeah. i had that pre-written <laughs> but uh um yeah it wasn't it wasn't quite a nine for me but you know 8.7 i think does it justice um yeah i enjoyed it quite a bit i don't know like like 
if I'm going to revisit it a whole lot. But I mean, yeah, that's you know, solid. You know, yeah, solid viewing I, yeah, experience. yeah. For me, for me, I think the best word to describe it is solid. Yeah, it's good. It's like it's like the it's like the first time in like years with Star Wars where I'm like, good. Yeah, that's good. Where it's yeah, where it's not like yeah, like oh, like I liked it, but yeah, this one's like this is good. Even the weakest, even the weakest moments are still pretty good. Yeah, and like, but it's it never like kind of teeters into phenomenal. Yeah, and it doesn't it doesn't teeter into ah, it's just good. Yeah, which is like probably I'm just that's my like seven point eight. Um, but I highly recommend it. I think it's a if you like Star Wars, it's a great time. If you don't like Star Wars, it's a great show. Yep. Um, yeah oh for sure and uh i mean you know disney plus is pretty pretty worth getting to so i mean you know fully fully worth (laughs) the what like eight bucks or whatever yeah if you don't want to yeah yeah if you don't mind giving money to the empire like (laughs) yeah (laughs) watch 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 some uh watch oliver and company instead yeah yeah just wait until um Every like month or so, you'll get like an email from Disney. I'm, this hasn't happened yet, but I'm uh-huh. expecting you get an email from like Disney Plus, being like, "We've just added new shows, and we've been noticing you haven't been watching much." Like, <laughs> <laughs> like, like Spotify. Like, if you don't, oh, no. if you don't use Spotify in a while, it's like, it's like, hey Jamie, we made a new po- playlist for you. I'm like, I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> it's a good thing David Cantu is the one who owns the account, so I won't yeah, get yeah, any exactly. that. But um, no, really great show. Really, really great. Yeah, solid. Um, well, thank you for thank you for being on here, Jamie, and talking no, no, about no. Star any, Wars. Any time, you know, I like talking about Star Wars. Hey, man, you say as, anytime. as much as <laughs> you as say much anytime. As I, <laughs> God, anytime I'm free, but as, as yeah. much as I, I my relationship with Star Wars is so give or take. Um, <laughs> this this is definitely this, this is I give. feel like is on the right track. I'm if they slow everything down, I don't want Star Wars every year. I yeah, just want, I think they've learned their lesson on that front. Yeah, yeah. Give me this. Give me my Obi Wan Kenobi show, which which I'm looking forward to, but I'm cautiously optimistic because I'm very worried. I'm optimistic. It'll, I got I'm good worried feelings. It'll, I'm yeah, but I'm also a little bit too worried it'll have you know like the Disney hands on it, where it's like oh, he's got to go to fifteen planets, and if he goes to fifteen planets, he's got to have a lightsaber battle. Darth Maul's got to be in it. Like I don't want that. Yeah. Don't give me that. I just want. I really want Obi Wan to be a drunk, <laughs> and like and like. He, he just he doesn't want to be a, he doesn't want to be, he doesn't want responsibility anymore. He failed he failed the Jedi Order, and like then he goes into a cave, and Qui Gon is like talking to him and he's like, yes. what the "Fuck you, do a man." Yes. And then his his whole series is him spiritually getting back to becoming a Jedi, and like if he needs to go to other planets, it's through the Force or like it's like he's like it's like visions uh-huh. of him doing things, so you can have other locations. But like I feel like and I, also yeah. Yeah, and also him dealing with like local trouble. Yeah, yeah. No, learning, I, I, learning the I feel like I'm a little bit. I'm I'm a little bit more. Uh, I'm a little bit like more open to more things with it, but oh, like, I, you know, I'm I'm happy for whatever as long as it's not. Stupid. As long as it's not stupid, I'm fine with it. You know. Yeah. I want all I want. You know, in like in in general, all I want is Ewan McGregor to play Obi Wan Kenobi again. But like, yeah, you know, yeah. I want Liam Neeson to show up at least once. It'd be cool if Hayden was there. You know. Have a little. Yeah, scene I, I, I do want. I do want Obi Wan to see a vision of, of Anakin, but yes. not as Darth Vader. I want yes. him to see him like kind of like obscured a little bit. Fucked or up. even if it like went I, back and forth a little bit, you know, like that would be cool yeah, too. Because, because I think, I think as a character, the best the 
best time Obi-Wan should see Anakin ever again is in episode four when he finally sees him as Darth Vader. Being yes. Like, yeah, not not Whoa. in person, for sure. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, 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 but like even like that physical look of Darth Vader. Yeah. This is this great moment, this great thing that Alec Guinness does, which can be interpreted in many ways, but he sees Darth Vader and he's got this like weird look of like, of like shame. Yeah. Or, or like regret or like there's something in his eyes. Well, yeah, I mean. it would be so good. It's, it's kind of, like, I don't know if you've ever, have you ever seen that video where it's like they cut together like. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. definitely. Uh, <laughs> it's really pre- prominent in that. Yeah, the uh, well, well, to explain for the audience real quick, just it's a video of um, like when he's giving Luke the lightsaber, he's talking about you know uh, his father, and it cuts to clips of how everything went down in the prequels. Like, yeah, no, it's it's such a good video, and it's like they, I mean, talk about cool shop effect. Um, they, yeah, yeah, uh, they like it, it's like it's almost as if like they knew everything, but they totally didn't. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but like I think that's that little moment. It was so more impactful if he had never, like, he's never seen Darth yeah. Vader before. I just yeah. don't want to see Darth Vader in the series. Yeah, no. Yeah, I'm totally on board. Because I, I didn't even really think about it until you said that. It was like, oh, yeah, no, he's never seen Darth Vader in that suit yeah, before. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, he should never have, he should never see him until episode four. I think that's, it, yeah. it makes that whole moment great. Absolutely. Anyway, yeah. So, and especially if they build, kind of build on that in Obi Wan, it'll be it'll, yeah. But sorry, we're getting ahead of ourselves. We'll be back with that. Well, yeah, next we'll time. be we'll be back to talk about Kenobi. We'll uh, we'll yeah. um. Or um, I'm I'm gonna put as, Jamie down for that. What 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 would you what would you call that series? I'd call it Old Ben. <laughs> old Ben, not not They're old by, not not old by the way. Old with a <laughs> yeah, Old Ben. Old Ben. Old no. Ben the Star Wars. Story. I I I guess there probably isn't a title for it, but I've always just like heard it be called kenobi so like that's just yeah. always been my uh that's always been my <laughs> title for it <laughs> yeah as long as they do another ron howard reveal where everyone's like i wonder what they're gonna call solo a star wars story and then he like turns <laughs> around and he's like we've come up with this great title and it's like solo a star wars story and you're like wow great <laughs> thanks i can't believe they had 30 meetings just to come up with that it could have been han <laughs> just saying it could have been Han. <laughs> It could, it could have been, it could have been, it could have been. I wanted, um, scruffy looking nerf herder. Yeah, it could have been his. It could have been his real name. It could have been. It could have been Han No Tribe. (laughs) I hate that scene. You haven't seen the movie. I haven't seen the movie, but I know. I know some things exist in it. I hate that scene. Oh shit! I'm getting. I'm getting a call. Give me, give me, hang on, can we just pause real quick? <laughs> pause is real quick. Uh, you know what? I think this is a good place to end it. Bye, everybody. <laughs> Bye, everybody. <laughs>
Hello, Liam. I've, I'm, I'm. Hello. I'm in the middle of a podcast. I, I, no, no, a podcast, not a. Why would I be winning? It's a podcast. Like a, like a, like a, we're talking about Star Wars, The Mandalorian. Yeah, yeah. Oh, no, 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 no. Like a, like a podcast. Because we, you called just as we were like, just about to end it. So now it's, but I'm still recording so they could use this, they could use this audio of, <laughs> in the credits. Sorry, wait. Yeah, yeah, so. Why, why? Oh, actually, yeah, wait, wait, I'll put you on speaker so you can say that. Um, so I've got Liam Burge on the line. Liam, what did you, be- uh, what did you think of The Mandalorian? Uh, look, I quite enjoyed The Mandalorian. I liked how it was uh, more focused on the universe of Star Wars, not just the Skywalker saga. And I think they did a pretty good job of um, not touching that subject at all. Cool. Thanks for your review, Liam. Uh, how many, out, out, of, out of 10 Jamies, how many Jamies would you give it? Yeah. Um, you know, everything's four, but they did a good job. All right, perfect. Okay, so Liam, what did you what did you wanted to ask me? Oh, yeah, right, right, All right. Yeah, yeah. Just let me know whenever you're coming. All right. See you, dude. <laughs> um. All right. Cool. Thanks for listening. <laughs> uh. Oh, I'm getting, I'm getting another call!